what's going on, Ty Bro? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and I'm here in the basement of General Fitness Company Studio recording episode number 85 of the TR Expert Talks. And today's Friday, so we're going to talk a little bit about fulfillment. And specifically, I want to talk about external happiness. You know, a lot of people believe that when they buy a new car or if they get a house or if they find some new friends that they'll find happiness. And that's true in most cases. You will find happiness if you uh, buy those things or you get those things that happen to you. But the only thing is that that happiness is always temporary. Anything that you happen to achieve or anything that, uh, that you happen to receive, that only gives you temporary happiness. Today we're going to talk about how you can create that internal happiness with a little story that I have in mind. So um, without further ado, we're going to get this episode started. But, 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 before we start this episode, you know, it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with a friend or a family member, or maybe even a stranger, because, you know, if you believe this episode and if you believe this podcast is providing value, you know, I think the, the best thing for you to do is keep that value going, you know, provide the value for other people. That's a pretty cool thing. It's something that you don't even have to do. You don't have to record a podcast or anything. All you have to do is just tell a friend about something that you heard. So if you just share with them, let them know about the General Fitness Company cast, aka TR Expert Talks, uh, that would be great. It would actually make my day. And you <laughs> and you like doing nice things, right? You're a nice person. <laughs> so go ahead and make my day. <laughs> Sounding like Dirty Harry over here. But anyways, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Episode number 85. Happiness is within. Lego! So yeah, happiness. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. You know, I like to talk about happiness on Fridays, you know, because there's a lot of ways you could find happiness and a lot of different aspects of happiness that, you know, that I, that I can address. But today I want to talk specifically about how you can create that happiness on the inside. And I want to start that off by telling you a story. <laughs> I love stories. Don't you love stories? So back in the day, there was a guy, uh, we'll say he's a king, and the king is named King... Jonathan. King Jonathan. Yeah, we're just making this up as we go along. But <laughs> King Jonathan was the king and um, everybody loved him. He was um, someone who was really smart and he had, you know, he had an army that, you know, followed and respected him and he had this great kingdom there. Everybody loved him. But one day he thought to himself, he's like, you know what, this kingdom is awesome, but wouldn't it be cool if I had two kingdoms? So he went out on his way and he started building the second kingdom because, you know, he thought he'd be happier if he had the second kingdom. And he, uh, you know, he spent some time, spent some resources, and he, you know, eventually he got this second kingdom. And he had this, you know, he had two kingdoms now. Uh, the people, he realized that it was a lot of work, but he was happy because, you know, he had two kingdoms and no one else out there had two kingdoms. He was the only king in the world that had two kingdoms. So then after a while, he started getting like, yeah, okay, you know, I got two kingdoms, maybe three. But, you know, he was thinking like two was so much hard work. I don't want to go through three. There's got to be a better way to like be a better king or be more re well-respected or be happy. And um, at, just at that time, as he was thinking, contemplating uh, making that third kingdom, he heard about this beggar. There's a beggar in the streets. Um, the guy was well respected as well. He was uh, loved and respected, and the guy just didn't have anything. It really was just like one of those guys that 
for some reason, just everybody loved, but he didn't own anything. So the king was just like a little jealous. He's trying to figure out like, how do I have two kingdoms? And this guy is so well respected and everybody loves him, but he doesn't have anything. So he starts going and researching this guy. He starts talking to uh, his court and he finds out that this, this beggar has this lamp. And this lamp apparently, uh, like, Aladdin, like Aladdin's lamp, you know, Aladdin's lamp, you rub it, you get three wishes, and then you get whatever you want. So this lamp apparently gave you unlimited wishes, and whatever you wished, you'd get double. Whoa, double. So he went about looking for this beggar, because like, he was like, ah, oh, that's a secret. This guy's got this lamp that can get him anything he wants. And he's thinking to himself, like, this guy, he doesn't even need the lamp, you know, he's a beggar, everybody loves him, and he's not even using the lamp. If he was using the lamp, he would be rich like me. So he went about finding this guy, and eventually he, um, he called for him, and, uh, he, you know, he made his cheese a traveling, you know, he's a, he's a beggar, so he traveled, he didn't have a home, so he traveled to go see him after um, he was called for. So he goes into the king's court, and the king is like, hey, what's going on? I'm sure he didn't say it like that, but... Yeah, for all intents and purposes of the purposes of this story, the king was like, "Yo, what up?" <laughs> and the beggar was like, "What's happening, Captain?" And <laughs> the beggar is like, "Hey, so uh, you know, I really appreciate you calling me in here. I don't know why uh, you would call me in here because you know, I I don't just deserve to be here. I'm just a humble beggar." And uh, the king's like, "Well, you know, I hear about you. Yeah, a lot of people talk about how you're a nice guy." And we hear about this lamp that you have. And the king is like, you know, I, I would like to take that lamp off your hands. You know, I see the lamp is super heavy. You know, you don't have a lot of things. And it seems to be weighing you down. He's like, and I have a bunch of other smaller lamps that are way more valuable. And uh, it can give you as many lamps as you want in exchange for that lamp. And so the beggar's like, eh, you know, um, I don't have many possessions. I, I have this blanket and I have this robe. Uh, but this lamp this is something that uh, is a personal gift. Somebody in my family gave it to me. And I'm sorry, king, I just can't give it up. So the king was like, yo, I got everything you want. Like, I'll give you money. I'll give you, I'll give you even uh, some of my concubines. And you can even have some of my servants serve you as well. And uh, the beggar was like, no, I pretty much have everything I, I, I want. And, um, you know, this lamp just means a lot to me. So, you know, the king was, you know, kind of like trying to figure out like what in the world, like, you know, you don't use the lamp, you know, if you were using a lamp, you'd at least have you know, uh, two robes <laughs> at the very minimum, or at least a donkey so you didn't have to walk everywhere. So he's telling the, telling the beggar, like, you know, just hand over the lamp. I, I you know, I know what's going on and uh, I, I, I know you're not using the lamp and I could use it and do a lot more things than you're doing with that lamp because obviously you're a beggar and you have nothing and I could definitely... I use this to help gain gain more power and become more respected in uh, in my land. So uh, before the before the king could continue with his uh, his little rant on how he could use the lamp, uh, the beggar's like, "No, I'm sorry. You know, I really appreciate the time," and he left. So the king was super pissed. The king was like, "What? Nobody leaves my court without <laughs> granting my wishes. I am the king. I am the king of two kingdoms." And this beggar comes in here and he refuses to give me what I want. So he sends his, his goons out and they beat up the beggar and they end up taking his lamp. So now the king is in possession of this lamp. So uh, can you imagine what happens with the king? Does he get everything that he wants? 
Does he get a third kingdom? Does he have 10 kingdoms? Well, let me uh, fill you in here. So the king is excited. He gets this lamp and he knows what the deal is. He, he gets the lamp. He uh, closes the door. He, uh, he goes into his room and he sits on his bed and he starts rubbing the lamp. And out of the lamp comes a genie. And the genie says, whatever you want, your majesty, I will grant. And the king's like, oh, great. I want 500 pieces of gold. And the lamp says, 500? Why not 1,000? And the king's like, yeah, yeah, 1,000. Yeah, let's go 1,000. And the lamp says, why not 2,000? A king of your prestige deserves to at least have 2,000 gold. So he's like, yeah, that's true. Make it 4,000. And the, the lamp says, 4,000, that sounds pretty good. But why not eight? <laughs> Can you kind of see where this is going? So the king says, eight? Hmm, no. Make it 100. 100,000 pieces of gold. So the lamp says, that sounds great. But how about 200,000? And just then, the, the king thinks to himself, 200,000 pieces of gold. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I'd be happy with 100,000. You know what? Forget all that. I want 100 concubines. And the lamp says, well, why not 200 concubines? <laughs> and the king says to himself, I don't even know if I have that much time. And so now all of a sudden, he's thinking to himself, oh my goodness, I've been thinking so small. I can have anything I want with this lamp. And anything I want, the lamp says I could have more. So now the king, he's thinking to himself fervently. He's like, oh my goodness, I can have anything I want. So now he's like, he, he becomes obsessed with the lamp. And he um, locks himself in his room. He won't let any of his servants in. And he's in, the, in that room for almost a whole week. And he's locked up in that lamp just focused on that lamp on what he can get and he's trying to think of like all the things that he can have so over a week goes by and people start getting nervous they don't hear the king anymore they don't know what's going on they open up to the king's bedroom and he's dead he was the most powerful person in the world he had two kingdoms he had the ability to get as much gold as he wanted but he died of starvation and why did he die of starvation we died of starvation because he kept looking for external happiness. Because the king was always looking for the next best thing. And that's a lesson that we can learn from the story here. Is that happiness, if you continue to look for it externally, you'll never find it. Because you'll always be looking for the next best thing. Happiness can't come from the outside. No matter what you believe is going to bring you happiness, that happiness is not going to come from something external. Because you're always going to look for the next thing. Your mind automatically levels up no matter what you're doing. There's been scientific studies that show, like even in terms of money, people that have made a million dollars one year and then the next year they make $900,000 are less happy than people that make $100,000 one year and the next year they make $110,000. And the reason why that is, is because as I said, once you get to a point, your mind automatically adjusts and you just automatically level up your expectations. That's what I want you to consider today on this Fulfillment Friday. Happiness doesn't come from the outside. It never will, no matter what you believe is gonna bring you happiness, whether it's moving to a new location, whether it's getting more money in your pocket, whether it's making more friends, 
whether it's um, buying a new house or buying a new car or whatever new toy that you want. It might bring you happiness for a little bit and it's good to have goals, but at the end of the day, if you believe that it's gonna bring you perpetual happiness, well then you are sadly mistaken, my friend. So that's what I got for you. We're gonna go ahead and pick this back up in the conclusion to finish off this thought. And I'll check you back in a couple seconds. Wow, that's some story, huh? You know, first of all, I got to tell you that, uh, full disclosure, that story is not completely made up. I actually heard that story from uh, one of the speakers that I listened to. I, I listened to a lot of speakers. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. You know, I cycled through uh, people like Jim Rohn, Napoleon Hill, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. So I can't remember exactly. Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't really tell that many stories, so it probably wasn't him. But I can't remember exactly who it was, but it doesn't matter. The story is still valid. The, the point here is that happiness is truly an inside game. No matter how many toys and how much money or how many friends that you're looking for, you might find them and you might actually get a lot of them. But at the end of the day, no matter how much of it you get or how many friends you get, you're going to only find that happiness to be temporary. The, the way to get perpetual happiness is by investing. Now, investing is not in the way that you might think and not in talking about investing your money, but it's actually investing your time. And that time must be invested in yourself. So yeah, that's what you have to do if you're looking for happiness. It's not about putting, you know, putting that money out there and it's not about putting your time into making more friends or getting better at what you do. Happiness comes from investing in yourself, getting to know who you are, what truly does make you happy, what makes you feel fulfilled, and going through with the actions to create that happiness within yourself. So I really hope that you take this lesson today and implement it into your own life in the ways that are not necessarily ways that the society will tell you are the best ways to find happiness. Because if you listen to society, they'll tell you that the most important thing is to have the fanciest cars and have the most friends and have the most money. But the reason why society is telling you that is because we're a society of consumerism. So the people that are telling you that you should buy more things and get more friends and make more money, they benefit from you doing that because that's how our economy works. That's how society works. If you buy more things, then more people are happy. But if you're, first of all, happy with yourself, then you forego that surface level happiness and you stop that chain of people trying to find happiness by, you know, making, as I said, making more money and having more friends and getting more toys. Because if you're not going out there and spending your money on those things, then other people can't spend their money on those things because it's not in the system. So... Do everybody a favor. Do yourself a favor. And, you know, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for other people. Find happiness for yourself. Create it for yourself by investing and uh, spending time with yourself and getting to know who you are and what really makes you happy. And go and do it. All right. So yeah, that's what I got for you today. I hope you're happy with. <laughs> I hope you're happy with this episode. That does it for my day. That does it for my week. Today is Friday. Uh, technically, it's Saturday because we're here. It's like a little after midnight. I really hope that you uh, enjoy the, this episode and I hope you found value in it. Hope you're having a great day or a great night or a great morning. And as always, keep good company.